blessings and great to be back and even greater for the opportunity and the joy to bring God's word to you. I bless you, Life Church Global, with much gratitude to Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey for this opportunity again to share this awesome living word with you. Now, last week we looked at uh, Exodus 3. We looked at the call of Moses and uh, we saw what was happening there, the in-depth understanding of the I am and how Moses uh, became the I am on behalf of God. As he went before Pharaoh, who was the opposing force or the opposite power and how Moses in the power of the I am performed all amazing miracles and led the people out of the land of bondage into the promised land. Not that Moses took them into the promised land, but he took them to the edge and from there Joshua took them in. But basically it was trying to see what was that conversation that took place between Moses and God. And quite often it is uh, reflected as a conversation where God appeared to Moses and then commissioned him. Uh, but we go a little deeper. Last time we saw that even before he was commissioned, he knew who he was. When he responded to the call, Moses, from the burning bush came the voice, Moses. And he said, here I am. And as God heard that, there was a conversation that took place. And then later on, when Moses wanted to know who that voice was, he said, I am that I am. So we learned from that many things about the power of the I am. And just giving you a little summary of what we shared and learned last time. Today we're going a little deeper because this I am became very real, became flesh and blood in Yeshua Messiah. It says there in John, John's Gospel chapter 1, commencing from verse 1, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was he was in the beginning with God. Now, the word suddenly takes a personal form where it says he was in the beginning with God and then goes on to define an activity of this word where it says that all things, in verse 3, all things were created through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Now suddenly, go down to verse 14 of chapter 1 and you would see the Word became flesh. I want to uh, labor or I want to say and emphasize that it was not in the beginning was the opinion or the philosophy of God. It says, 
in the beginning was the word the logos and the logos simply means the will of god the nature of god the character of god and now we see that in the will of god in the nature of god in the character of god through the word all things were made all things were made and nothing was made without the touch of the logos then in verse 14 it says and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst the people in the message bible it says it moved in the neighborhood so suddenly this word becomes very personal suddenly this word takes form and what is happening here is that god's will god's nature god's character has taken form where the mystery of the incarnation god made flesh has now begun to move and the amazing thing about uh, this movement is that wherever this word went it went in the form as we all know in the form of yeshua messiah or jesus christ and wherever he went he identified himself as the i am for which he got into a lot of trouble there were times where they wanted to stone him other times they wanted to uh, push him off a cliff other times they just ridiculed him and called him a blasphemous uh, person and all sorts of things because he took the place of the i am now what is very important for you and me to understand is that this i am that he is saying is not just like you and i would say i'm very happy well even in the statement i'm very happy is a very powerful statement but you know what i mean it's not just an ordinary statement he was making himself equal with god yeshua was making himself equal with god and we look at this a little later but wherever he went he said i am how often he would use the i am we would see that he said i am the door i am the good shepherd i am the true wine and then at the end in john chapter 18 when they came to capture him he asked the soldiers who do you seek and they said jesus of nazareth and then he said i am now unfortunately in many translations including uh, the nkjv and in the kjv you get the sentence i am he but actually if you look closely you would see he in italics which means that it was never there in the original uh writing that means he was simply saying i am and the power of that i am manifested so much that the soldiers fell back and reminds me of psalm 27 that says that when my enemies came up against me they stumbled and they fell and it was like psalm 27 being enacted as he said i am so right throughout his life he was saying i am one more thing i want to bring to your notice 
Yeshua never ever called God. He never said God. He always referred to God as Father. And God referred to him as Son. Never referred to him as Jesus. Never referred to him as Emmanuel. Never referred to him as the names that have been written about him. But would always say, Son. You are my beloved son. We know that that happened in Matthew 3 at the end, uh, Luke 3. And we know that again in the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, Matthew 17, Luke 9, Mark 9. You are my beloved son. This is my beloved son. And when Jesus referred to God, he always would say, Father. He never used the word God because of something that was unique. And that uniqueness is that he said, I and my Father are one. And when he said this, the Jews got very angry. The Pharisees and the scribes and all of that, they got very angry and they even called him blasphemous. We'll see that as well later on. Why? Because he claimed to be one. Not one in unity, but one in essence, one in character. He was a partaker of the very nature and essence of God. This is important to know as we go on in our own relationship with Abba. So he was called son and the son called father. You ready? You're okay with that? Now, the connection was such that when wherever Jesus went, he would refer to himself as I am. He asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And then, obviously, you know the story which we saw last week in Matthew chapter 16. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus did not refute that statement. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my Father in heaven. And then in him being identified as the Son of God, he then identifies Peter and enables Peter to know who he really is. The I am is the identity that Jesus took as the Son and the I am is the identity that you and I take as the Son as we relate with the Father. And so how many times, let's look at Luke, uh, uh, John 6, we're looking at two chapters, John 6 and John 8. And you will see there uh, a discourse that takes place between the uh, Jews and Jesus and then he's having this conversation and he says, I am the bread of life. Verse 51, I am the living bread and he who eats of me shall never hunger, shall never die. Wow, if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Awesome, yeah? And it was in the context of them discussing about how they were fed our fathers, they said, were fed by manna, 
from heaven. And then Jesus had to correct them and said, it is not manna from heaven. The Father gave you manna, but the true manna now has come. And I am that manna. I am. And then they went on to this discourse and they began to, and as soon as they said this, they quarreled amongst themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So they were all confused about what I am is speaking about. In fact, earlier on, he was talking about, I am the bread of life. Your father, verse 49, ate, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. And he's making a very clear distinction. Now that he's come, the I am, the true I am, that if you eat of him as the bread of life, you shall never die. In other words, he's speaking of a life. And having made this statement, many left him, they say. And then he would turn around to his disciples and said, would you also leave me? And they said, they made another confession. Where can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Wow. Now let's look at chapter 8, another discourse of the I Am. And this time he's talking about the Jews believing. And then he says, if you abide in my word, remember in the beginning was the word. Now who is the word? The word is God. If you abide in me, in my word, then you will know the truth. Abiding in my word, you'll be my disciples and then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And again, they get very annoyed that he's talking about him being the word, the life. And they again want to do all sorts of things. Now they are having a discussion about them being the true children of God, being a part of Abraham. And then Jesus has to tell them that, oh no, you're not of your father Abraham, you're of the father of your father the devil, verse 44. He said, if you are children of Abraham, his works you will do. But you don't do his works because you seek to kill me. Why? Because he is saying that I am, he is the word of life. Now listen, let's go down to verse 56. Yet you have not known him, referring to the Father. But I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. Wow. But I do know him and keep his word. Connection with the word. Because the word and God are one. And I know. That means I intricately, I experientially know him. I intimately know him. Your father Abraham, listen, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Now the Jews are so annoyed. They're so furious, they're angry. And they say, how can you, who's not even 50 years old, say 
that Abraham saw you. And he said, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. I am. Now it's important for us to get hold of this because when Jesus walked on the earth, when he became flesh and walked on the earth, when, when the word became flesh and moved amongst the neighborhood and manifested the power of God in, it was God associating with man as man. In other words, now it is us associating with God as God. Now you may say, oh wow, now you're getting very blasphemous, Neil. Well, let's look at what Jesus said in John chapter 10. Then the Jews took up stone, stones again to stone him. Stones again, that means they kept on constantly throwing stones, right? Why? Because he was referring to the Father and him, verse 30, being one. Now, why am I stressing this? Because I'm, I'm coming to a certain point where you and I are involved in this oneness. And it is so important for you and me as his body to know this, because this is what is missing in the church today. The identity of the body of Christ. Now look at it. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone. Jesus said to them, many good works I have shown you from my father and for which of these do you stone me and the Jews replied we don't stone you because of the good works we want to stone you because you are blasphemous and because you are be you being a man you being a man make yourself God you being a man make yourself God Jesus answered to them and said, listen, it is written in your law. It is written in the very scriptures, in the very word that you have and treasure in the Torah. He says, listen, it is written in your law. I said, you are gods. And this he is referring back to the Psalm in Psalm 82. And verse 6, it is written in your law that you say you are gods, that I said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him, that is of God, whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blasphemous? Because I said, I am the Son of God. Wow. If I do not do the works of God, do not believe me. Believe the works if I do them. You know, beloved, we have come to a place in our life and in Christianity where a lot of things have taken gone back to tradition 
and the relationship and the fellowship that we need to have with God is broken. I'm not talking of the relationship, the fellowship that we have with God has got distant. And we look at that as we go. Now, here is something important. He's saying, I am the son of God. And while on earth, he said that. Now he's gone. Yeshua has gone. But the spirit of God has come upon, come upon the church. And then when we go into, Gal uh, into Galatians chapter 4, it is very clearly stated there that a child, the difference between a child and a son. And a child cannot have the inheritance. He has to be a son. And then he goes on to say how in the fullness of time, God sent his son, uh, born of a virgin, etc., etc. And then he comes to verse 6 and says that we are the sons of God. Born of the Spirit of God. That's why it's important for us to be regenerated because we now, the church, has taken the place, and I'm not being blasphemous, this is the very word of God, has taken the place of the Christ here on earth through the Spirit because of the empowering of the Spirit. John chapter 1, verse 11, where it begins to say that he came unto his own, his own rejected him, received him not, but to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be the sons of God, the authority to be the sons of God, even to those who believed in his name. And goes on in verse 13 to say, not born of man, not of the will of man, not of the flesh, but of God. So our origin, as we receive and are regenerated, our origin is from God, made in the image of God, made and we are therefore, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, be imitators of God, mimic God, be as God would be. Why? Because now we are the sons of God. And we forget this because we are afraid to take on that perception of life and relationship or fellowship with Abba, with Father. Or we call him all sorts of names. We call him Elohim. We call him uh, Jehovah Jireh. We forget that Jehovah is the I am. Yahweh is the I am. And then we add to that, I am what? I am the provider. I am the one who gives peace. I am, and it's, it's very simple. I am peace. I am provider. I am shepherd, I am doe, and that's what Jesus said. I am life, I am righteousness, I am sanctification. And now it comes to us. I'll show you something very important. What did Jesus say? He said, it is written. This is important, beloved. It is written in the scriptures. And what is written? It is written 
that you are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am a new creation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am what I am by the grace of God. And that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. I am what I am by the grace of God. I am that I am. Now, it is very sad to note that as we go back to Exodus chapter 4 this time and read verse 10, that once Moses received the commission and once he was told what he's going to do, he suddenly, something happened. That identity got a bit threatened. He began to feel inferior and then he says in chapter 4 verse 10 listen to the words I am not eloquent I cannot speak I am not now God is saying something important to you and me today you are a son of God and oftentimes by the way we appreciate the word by the that the way we respond to the word we are denying the word it is written I am a son of God it is very clearly there said there I have received Galatians 4 6 the spirit of adoption whereby which I cry Abba father it describes my fellowship and relationship with the father he's Abba his father yes he is, I am righteousness, I am provider, I am good shepherd, I am life, all. I just took it out of the Hebrew. He's all that, but he's our father. What did Jesus teach? When you pray, pray like this, our father. Why our father? Because we are sons. And all of creation is longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation is looking to see our liberty and enter into it. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And therefore, beloved, we are the sons of God today here on this earth. And whatever we say will take place. We have to be careful. We have to be choicy with our words. And so when Jesus said something, it happened. In the I am, he said, be healed. He didn't pray. Today, beloved, it is no time for us to be trying to learn about praying. It is knowing more than prayer that we are partakers of his divine nature in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. We are partakers. He has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Why? That we then don't have to be bothered and troubled by the things that are happening around us and be governed by circumstances or be governed by the, the issues. I know Sami and I in these past few, uh, one and a half months, actually me in particular, kind of lost my footing in this area and I got a little bit shaken 
because of things that are happening. Not in terms of COVID, because by the grace of God, Sabi and I, all the children were not affected by COVID in that sense, but other issues, issues of the very church itself and the way that things are being are going on, not, not just life or New Covenant Church, all around the world, the way the church has been affected. And then looking at this, I began to, it was like Peter walking on the waters and suddenly looks up, sees the storm and suddenly sinks. But God arrested me and that's why I'm speaking on the I am. I need to know my identity in the I am as a son of God and speak out his word. When the tempter came to Jesus in the wilderness and he said, what did he say? He said, if you are the son of God. The temptation was not about turning the stone into bread. The temptation was on the identity of Jesus, who had just been said, you are my unique, you are my beloved son. And he comes in and he say, the tempter says, if you are the son of God. And notice, Jesus never responded to him in, in a way that, uh, you know, any other way of power. And he says, I bind you, I, I do this, I do that. And you are the accuser of the brethren, I, I cast you out. He said, no, he simply said, it is written. And he quoted the scripture. And today, what is necessary for the world to hear the word. It is written. It is written that I am the light of the world. It is written that I am the salt of the earth. It is written that I will not live by bread alone, that the, the, the monies that are not coming in, the salary cuts, the loss of job, sickness, I, I, I will not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Beloved, this is the challenge for us to live. We are to be partakers, not prayer warriors. We are to be partakers of the heavenly nature, of the divine nature. And when we are partakers of the divine nature, then we can declare without any fear, I am. I am the righteousness of God. Listen, it's not my righteousness. It's not somebody else's righteousness. It is the righteousness of God. And I am. I am a new creation. The old has passed. Things have become new. And therefore I enter into that newness and I participate in it because I discover with every step I take the riches of His grace. My walk is not dented or stopped by any kind of obstacle because I am. Even though I may be called, even though Jesus was called Beelzebub, He was called um, Winebibber, He was called eating amongst the sinners, didn't bother Him. He walked in the I am, in His own identity as the I am. And today, you and I are to do the same thing. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, 
then we have fellowship one with another. And what is the light? The light is the word of God, the truth of God. It is written. What is written about you? What is written about me? We need to get in there, search it out, discover it and begin to proclaim it. And when we do that, we would see the Son of God manifest through us. How do we do this? A, by the proclamation of the word of God, believing what we say when we say it. And if we believe what we say, we will have what we say. We've got to believe what we say. And if what we say is in line with the word of God, then what we say is the word of God and that word will not return void. It will accomplish Isaiah 55, 8. It will accomplish the purpose for which it went forth. Awesome. Number two, how is it done? Through kindness. Through kindness. How is the I am presented? How is the I am manifested through me? through kindness because the kindness of God leads us to repentance. The kindness of God is going to bring people into a transformed life in knowing the Christ in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. The Christ in us, listen again, the Christ in us is the hope of glory. For the world, the hope of glory is the Christ in us. And this Christ is manifested through kindness. Now, there is a way in which I can manifest kindness. There are two ways. I can go up to somebody and I can just give about a hundred dirhams. That is kindness. But, and when I receive it, now listen. If, if somebody comes to me and gives me a hundred dirhams and I receive it and I say, wow, awesome. You know, something is happening inside me. Something is happening inside my brain. And there is a kind of a chemical that is re released in my brain, which helps me to come into a place of joy helps me to come into a place of gladness. Now, the person who gave it to me may have just given it. And there are times where we just give because we've been asked to give. Whatever it is, not just our tithes and offerings, but we give gifts, birthday gifts. But when, now listen carefully, when I get involved in the giving when I go up to the person with the gift I have and I say, bless you, my brother, bless you, my sister, with this gift. You know something? The chemical within my brain begins to increase more and more. And suddenly the level of joy increases the level of peace increases, the level of encouragement increases because I am a partaker of that gift. I went searching for it, looking for that gift in order to be a blessing for the person on who is receiving the gift. So now both of us transact in the kindness 
and forgiveness. I am kind. And when I am kind, I need to do things that will bring about a certain level of joy. And then finally, another way in which we can bring the nearness of God to people is to rejoice. I am a joy to people. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So when I say that I am disappointed, I am this, I am sick, Let's go back to Psalm 139 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am. That means my creation, my, my being is awesome. And when I rejoice in that awesomeness, I am releasing a joy into the world. I'm releasing a certain power into the world by recognizing and declaring, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not a disappointing disappointment. I am not a failure. I am not, like Moses said, I am not. So I am not eloquent. No, I refuse because in the I am there is no negative. In the I am there is only a powerful word of faith statement. So today I invite you to the great I am that he has called you to be. I invite you to declare with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am all that I am by the grace of I am a son of God. I am filled with the power of the living God. For the life that is now in me is the life of God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I am a son of God who manifests to all creation the power and the purpose of God. That is who you are. You're free from financial burden. You're free from sickness. You're free from all kinds of disturbances around you. Be still and know that I am Love you, love you, bless you.